Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I love what we do, G. I ain't gonna lie. We got Senor Russ in the building, Russell North, the one and only. That's what I was gonna say. This episode is a big one, bro, because without Russ, we wouldn't have a lot of the uh, sound- sounding sounds that we hear right now. Uh, Give me a lot of bag, Kai Bands. Who else we missing out? Man, Capolo. Man, he, hey, he hey. took the DJs, man. Like, like, this is one of them ones where it's like, yeah, we get to dive into the perspective of an artist, but we got to dive into the perspective behind the scenes of the ones that, you know, are putting in the groundwork to make their, their shit look good. Right, right. You know what I mean? So shout out to Russ for pulling up. If you guys are tuning in, I hope you guys enjoy this one. This was definitely an influential and one for you to go watch. Self-made boss, y'all. Take some notes. Peace out. Peace. We tried yesterday. That one was fire. I haven't tried the watermelon. But watermelon. Yeah, I'm not a pina colada type of guy either. I wasn't. And then I dated somebody that made a fire pina colada junk. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, these are all right. Pina colada. I'm not really a vodka nigga, but... Yeah. Yep. Tequila know. or what? Hennessy? Fuck that. No, we're not drinking Hennessy, bro. <laughs> yeah. hey, but I niggas really be drinking right Hennessy, now. though. No, no, no. You know what, though? Like, I'm not mad at niggas drinking Hennessy. I prefer Duce if we're going to do cognac. Say that. Say that. Yes. I'd, rather give, I'd rather give Jay-Z a couple dollars That's than why? these motherfuckers that don't fuck with us. Mm-hmm. Also, like, we've... Uh, the folks that I do for Lovers Only with and the 40-ounce bounce shit, like, we mm-hmm. had a partnership with Duce from 2017 to 2019. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's cool that we've worked with them and gotten money with them and shit. So it's like anytime I drink some Duce, I feel like I got a little piece of <laughs> there we go. like stock and shit. Yep. So it's like I'd rather support that. Um, but I'm not like a huge drinker. Like if you know me, I'll turn up. Like I party with, with niggas and shit. But like you be in the club a lot. Do so, I? Yeah, I feel like you do. <laughs> but you got to be outside. You do, yeah. But you got to be I think I'm just outside more than most of the niggas in my position. Mm. There we go. Okay. I'm a little older. And so it's like when I'm outside, it's a little bit more noticeable because it's like most of the niggas is armchair quarterbacks. Mm. I feel like. Armchair quarterbacks. What is that? It's like, you know, come on, man. We've all seen it. You know, the nigga that's like watching football on a Sunday and he's like, I would have did this. You should have did that. (laughs) And it's like, nigga, you're on the couch with me talking about (laughs) what these niggas in the game (laughs) should be doing. So, you know, um, armchair quarterback. Okay. That's the that's the phrase that I use for niggas that don't really be outside. Or don't really be in the shit, mm-hmm. but got hella ideas and hella opinions about the niggas that are actually in the game. I mean, let's get into it, bro. It's like, is it important to be outside, especially in this industry? I think you have to have the ability to be outside. I, I feel like once you get to a certain level, like once you're a boss, you can't be outside all the time. Mm. You can't be accessible all mm-hmm. the time. You gotta move smart. So you, should, you can't be in the club all the time, every weekend, buying cl- buying bottles and shit. I think that's stupid just regardless. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? But Definitely I think that... Um, 
I think that when it comes to like information gathering and doing research, you can't put all your eggs into one basket. And what I mean is like, you can't just be on analytics. You can't just be on data. Okay, this video has half a million views on YouTube. This artist is hot, let's sign him. Mm -hmm. Nigga, do, do, does anybody listen to this song when we're outside? Right. Is anybody fucking with this person where he's from? Is mm -hmm. he valid? Da, 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 da. Like there's a bunch of boxes that you have to check outside of just having a song that's doing well on YouTube or fucking streaming platforms. Uh, yeah. So for me, I think it's super important to check in with the DJs, see what they're playing, go to the party, see what people are moving to and moving around to and, and reacting to. Mm -hmm. um, Being tangible just in general. Yeah, and also it's like, you know, we live in a relationship-based business, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's cool to email somebody a proper formatted email, but it's also cool to be able to pull up and be like, what's up, bro? What's going on, mm -hmm. man? Yo, man, check, when you get a second, check this out. You wanna drink or something, bro? Cool, I'm just gonna be chilling. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do your Dougie. Mm -hmm. And it's just realer that way, you know? So How many, how many relationships have you actually established just from doing that little bit? All of them. Yeah? All of them. What is the most? What is the most important trick? Like for in, like me, like for us expanding, we want to be able to market with different people. Like, what is a tactic that you that you've uh, uh, not ex uh, what's go the and word? be a fucking fan. Don't be mm. a go and be a fan. Like we started off as fans of this shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Go to a party and just be a regular human. Mm. Like, like I will because um, a lot of people overthink it. Like you just saying, really it. not that serious, bro. Yeah. Like I would um when I first moved back to the Bay Area. I stumbled onto halftime, which is like my favorite sports bar out there. And I lived, like, I started, I was working doing stuff at Complex, and I just, you know, went to whatever bar I could find down the street. I was trying to watch, watch a Warrior game. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know at the time that it was the it's center fun. of what was going on right. in fucking Oakland as far as like, you know, the, the, scene. the scene. Everybody goes through that. I saw Mr. Fab, I saw it. But I just went there on some regular shit mm -hmm. buying drinks, getting food, okay. chilling, people watching, doing it. I do the same thing in LA. I'm going to whatever fucking rooftop hotel I can go to mm -hmm. and see what the rich niggas is doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I need to be doing. Right. Um, so I think it's really just like, even if you're an introverted person, because sometimes I'm not trying to be around everybody. Sometimes I'm just trying to be by myself and like mm -hmm. on my own. But like at the same time, I think it's important to go and see what's going on in the culture that you're trying to be a part of. Yeah. So I, that's it. What made you want to get into like the A and R, the management route that you actually did? Like, where, where did this start? I where, never wanted to. Okay, I was just saying, like, you never wanted. You that, I, I think we got to take it all the way back, like like your roots. Like, are you are you from the Bay Area? Like, let's make that clear. Born and raised, born and raised. So, um, I grew up in Marin County. Okay. Uh, my mom's from Marin City slash San Francisco. She was born in San Francisco, and like I said, raised in Marin City. My dad was born in Monroe, Louisiana. Um, mm -hmm. and raised in Oakland. He went to Tech, uh, USF, all of that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom raised me by herself, uh, strong black woman, black nationalist views, um, was in college, working a full-time job, raising me, it was her and my grandma, all of that. Um, hip hop and sports was everything. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I was a fan first. What year, what, what years is this? This is, um, this you is trying like, to age him? That's what you're trying to do? For nah, I'm 40. I'm 40. <laughs> okay, so right, cool. we don't, we don't <laughs> have to do that. I'm not sure. Um, but like when Cube left N.W.A. Okay. That's like my first like real hip hop memory. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it's like before that, it was like, all right, cool. He's LL Cool J, the fat boy, all mm -hmm. that shit. You know what I'm saying? Kid and Play, which who, all who I love. But Cube was the first intelligent gangster rapper. Okay. Okay. Like, he was talking about the riots, Rodney King. He was talking about how the police were treating us. It wasn't just fuck, bitch, trick, da da da, da. It was like there was mm -hmm. some thought behind it. Yes, sir. Um, and I used to have to, I used to 
my cousin Coast, I book shows, shout out to him. We still work together to this day. It's my dog. Um, I used to go to his house. We played Little League Baseball together. And after the games, I would bring fucking blank tapes and dub tapes because my mom wouldn't buy records with cuss music on it. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, you know what I'm mom saying? No, no, that, mom was not playing that shit. <laughs> nah, mom wasn't playing that shit. So, but Coast would let me dub everything. Mm. And my mom was dating this dude. I remember one time he came back with um, the the album that had no Vaseline on it. Yep. And that shit blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Right? He starts playing it from my mom. She turns that shit off right away. Oh, yeah. Quick. Yeah. What? No, that's like, all right, all that shit, right? He passes it to me like, yo, go dub this. <laughs> anyway, I've been in this shit ever since. Ever since, though. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah. Shout out. No, shout out no Vaseline. That, that, is, that a- is the number one this record ever. I know people want to say hit him up. I know people say Ether or Takeover or all of that. Cube is the blueprint when it comes to dissing because mm. he dissed a whole crew. Yeah. A whole crew and the stood on his word. own. Yeah. Wasn't afraid, took the industry on, and this is the cue before Friday and all the shit. Like, this is the real gangster rapper, fucking O'Shea. Man. Um, but yeah, so that's where it started for me. And then, and so exactly. from there, did you want to, I know you said sports. Were you playing sports at the time mm-hmm. when I was a kid? Like, were you, what were you playing? Basketball. Basketball was everything. Basketball? And, you know? Um, I went to a really, really fucking rich private school on a full, full ride scholarship. Hell yeah. Um, School cost like 15K a year back then. Like Bishop O'Dowd or something? No, no, no. It's called Branson. Um, It's like a really small private school. Now they're like super dope at Hoop. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I was one of the few black kids on the team. But they accepted me because I wrote poetry. Oh, shit. Because they were like, yo, we know that he plays sports, but is he going to be able to keep up academically? Mm. And um, You were a poet? uh, Well, I mean, it turned into rap. Yeah. It turned into rap. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's... Really, how I got started. Wait, so you 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 were a rapper at a point in time. At a point in time, what was your rap name? Peoples. 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 Like people, just peoples. All right. Peoples. You spell it certain different. No, 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 no. My mom was an English major. She wasn't gonna let me spell anything incorrectly. (laughs) Yep. I'm very I'm very big on how you say and pronounce the words and all that shit. That's good. Um, but no, I stole the name from the character, the villain in Shaft. Oh, yeah. oh, and Sha- okay, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yep. So that's um, that's where I got the name from. How long did that last? I was just about to ask. Like, what, what was that run um, like? It ended. I mean, I stopped making music like 2013, 2014. Okay, but like I was already starting to transition at that time. Like you were in the scene. Yeah. Like I was already transitioning into event planning and focusing on marketing and all of that shit. But it's like when you love to do something. Like, I'm a writer first. Mm-hmm. Like, I love writing. Like, that's something that I'm um, really passionate about. Like, I've written bios for anybody that has a bio on Thizzler. I wrote that shit. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, when I talk to PR people, and they're like, yeah, we're going to get your artist a one sheet, and da 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 And I'm like, is it going to be better than this? Because right. <laughs> you know what you're doing. <laughs> yep, because you know what he's doing. Is it going to be better than this? And usually it's not. So I'm like, uh, okay, we don't need bios, but mm-hmm. we need your connections. We need this. We need that. We need, you know, media resources and stuff like that. Definitely. But, yeah, that's um, that's where it started. Always been a fan of hip-hop. So you never went to college? Uh, I went to San Diego State for a year. Oh, okay. What did you go to school for? Communications. Oh, so yeah, you're so you're no, okay. So mom is a heavy influence. Okay, mom is everything. Okay, say mom that. Mom is everything. You know, she didn't. Um, we didn't have a lot of money. We was on Section Eight my whole entire life. Okay, you know, so even though we lived in the burbs, like we was, you know, we've been homeless a couple times. Definitely, um, you know, definitely struggled. I met my dad when I was fourteen. You know, we just uh, it wasn't easy. But my mom's biggest thing was like, if you're educated, you'll be able to figure it out. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she she didn't know how to make no money. <laughs> no, it's no. She, she knew how to provide though. But she knew. But she was big on education. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? She was huge on education. That was it. Now you know you weren't. Like I remember her taking me off the basketball team when my grades dipped, mm-hmm. in the school being like, "Nah, it's good. Like he can play." My right. mom was like, "Nah, yeah. he has yeah. under a 2.0. Right. He's going to get his grades up, yeah. and then he's going to play." Man, that's serious. Yeah, nah, yeah. education is a big. It's, it's a big thing because a lot of people don't take it serious, and even like now we talk about colleges not wanting to go. Dude, go is it important to go now? Like it, to have any education in your industry that you're in, you have to start from the ground and you have to learn all the way up. You know yeah, I mean? and I think it's like, for me, it's not just, I think college is important. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went to college for a year. Uh, I did some JC stuff after that. But it's like, at the end of the day, I still made sure that I was educated about the business that I wanted to be a part of. I read the book, uh, Everything You Need to Know About in the, uh, How to Get Started in the Music Industry. There you, go. you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've, I've listened to podcasts. I've studied you know, it wasn't just I dove in just as a fan. Yes. So I still think regardless of whether you stay in college, get a degree or anything, you still have to educate yourself. You still have to learn. Um, and then you have to go out and get some experience. Get some experience. What was know? what was what made you want to dip on that side of it, though? Right? And like you said, 2013, you kind of hung, hung up the mic from rapping. What made you actually want to go on this side? Of it? <sighs> um, so I was always a huge fan of um, Diamond Supply Co., Supreme, Huff, like all the street, that the streetwear golden era, I, I hold really near and dear to my heart because for me, they were throwing the best parties. They had the flyest events. It wasn't super street, but street niggas was there. Yep. It wasn't super uppity, but the bad bitches was there. Right. Um, and it just felt a little bit more like home. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas wasn't wearing the skinny jeans, but we was wearing the slim fits. We had the SBs back then, mm-hmm. you know? So it, um, oh, yeah. like I said, it just felt like home. Yeah. So I wanted to start a clothing line, really. Like, that's really what I was trying to do mm. in 2013 through 15. Yep. Um, so I was, like, doing little mock-ups and shit, but nothing ever really hit. What was making sense, though, was doing events. So I just, like, around 2015 when I left L.A., moved to Seattle, um, we, well, I, I, I wanted to throw a party. And um, 40-ounce van and my boy Dev had started doing shit in New York. Well, the 40-ounce bounce had been started. Like, it it, it, it had been a thing in the East Coast for a little while. Um, but they did Philly, D.C., and something else. And Van posted something about, like, yo, if you want to bring the 40-ounce bounce to your city, yep. holla. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And I sent him this long-winded, well-composed email of, like, <laughs> what I could do and Super what. Super structured. Yeah, <laughs> all of that. All of that. And these niggas didn't respond to me for, like, two weeks. Oh, <laughs> damn. You know? But okay. when they did, it was like, are right, we gonna start in in Seattle, and we gonna do San Francisco, and we gonna see what you can do? Okay. Yeah. And um, this is your territory too. And that was the thing. That's I, I loved him for that because at that point in time, I wasn't necessarily getting uh, a bunch of like love and support um, where I'm where I was from. Like my homies, obviously, like my people. Um, but like I wasn't getting a ton of industry love or support. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't really proving myself outside of like just being able to rap like you know so yeah, um but when we did the 40 ounce bounce man fucking marshawn lynch pulled up macklemore like we had 600 people in that motherfucker bro this is seattle one this was seattle that was the first one yeah and it was like i told him like dog if that's what we did in seattle watch what we do in the west in the yeah. bay yeah oh my god yeah oh my god so we did 111 <laughs> meta and that spot hold like 700 and we brought out like a thousand people Damn. Wow. Metro Boomin pulled up. Kalani pulled up. Shout out to David Ali, who's Kalani's manager. Hell yeah. Um, 
And shout, I got to shout him out because he was supposed to do the 40 ounce bounce. Perform? He, he, no, 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 no. What I'm saying. Like, like, what you're doing? He was it? supposed to do what I did for the 40 ounce mm-hmm. bounce. But you got to think, even in 2015, 2016, Kalani's still popping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't have time. Mm. So they called David and was like, yo, you know this dude, Russ? Like, Russ? You mean Peoples? Uh, <laughs> he know the real Russ. He know the real. Okay. Now, like, we got the same big homie. Shout out to Fly's Eye out of Marin City. Like, me and David, uh, outside of the business, have kind of just known each other through people for a while. Respect. Um, and so they asked him about me, and they were like, nah, he good. If he says he can do that, like, it's, it's good. Fire. You know? Co-signed and um, I always appreciate David for that. Like, we be butting heads and shit every now and then, but, like, I always give him his flowers for being one of them dudes. That was, That started the takeoff of your career, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, no, he co-signed that shit. And then, again, like I said, we had a 1,000 people in that motherfucker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they were like, all right, well, if you can do this in the Bay in Seattle, why wouldn't we just contact you for everything West Coast? It's true. Mm. And so my New York niggas is the ones that really were like, and and they had the clout, they had the pay. Like, you got to think, there was an era, and I, I did want to talk about Twitter, um, because I do think it's a superior app. Like, it's the thinking man's app. Like, huh. Think about being able to compose a hundred and putting 140 characters together and it touches a million people in 2009. Yeah. 11, 12, 13. Like Twitter, like the first time I realized Twitter was powerful was when Dollar signed, was when Dollar died. Do you remember Dollar? Dollar, yeah. Light skinned yeah. rapper back in mm-hmm. Texas or something. Yeah. He got um he got knocked down at the Beverly Center. Oh, here? Here. Oh shit. In LA. Yeah. He got knocked down at the Beverly Center. Yeah. And uh rest in peace to Dollar. Yeah, and sure. I saw it on Twitter, and it said Dollar got killed five minutes ago. I said five minutes ago. Jeez, Twitter, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then when Michael Jackson died, it was on Twitter first. Instantly, you know what I'm saying. And so from that moment on, and then you got Wiz Khalifa and fucking currency dropping mixtape links on Twitter, yeah. and that mm-hmm. shit going viral. And I was like, Yeah, this is where I need to be. Yeah, damn. You know okay, so so like that was um, my point is that all this shit got popping through Twitter, like my career starting to elevate all the ideas, like the community that I found was through Twitter. Twitter. You know what I'm saying? But like Van was posting pictures of girls' asses. Mm. And at that first, I'm like, I'm thinking he's just finding random bitches' pages and like <laughs> highlighting the bitches. Right. No, he's posting his email. <laughs> oh, wow. And these bitches are sending him pictures because they want him to post him yeah. on his time. Like, this nigga's a monster. Yes, he's different. That's what I'm talking about. He like, But Van is great because he's like, he's ASAP Yams's class mm-hmm. like they were sitting in front of supreme back then to like to buy and resell shit in oh, new york yes sir you know what i'm saying yes, so sir. it's like being able to be around those dudes um and just what was going on it it it, it expanded whatever i was doing outside of just being in the bay area or la or whatever and so from that point on like you know, sky was a limit for me. Having individuals like that, that's like not from your neighborhood, that actually did look out for you on the, on the other side of the country. Like, how are those relationships now? How did you make sure that you really didn't mess those up for the years I mean, that you? When um when Capolo got signed to uh when Capolo got signed to Cinematic, you know, what I'm saying I reached out to Van and just you know tried to see if there was anything that we could do on the marketing side on the promo side. Um, I'm not always great about it, but I try to make sure that I you know. At least tap in and let guys know what I'm go- what what's going on and if there's yeah. an opportunity. But I mean, to this day, like my boy Dev Devin Cobbs, you know, what I'm saying to me, like one of the smartest, hardest working young niggas that's coming out of New York. Like he's he's the fucking truth, you know, what I'm saying. And I work with this nigga to this day. Like we talk every other day. That's respect. So I still fuck with the same crew 
that helped me get on. Mm-hmm. I think that me and Dev do for lovers only together. Mm-hmm. You know, so like when we you gotta pull the, up to that to, next time too. Yeah. This let this nigga know. Yeah, let this nigga know the best R and B party in the world. Yeah, less. But like Fuck. when um when we were doing the forty ounce bounce, Dev had the idea to do an R and B party. He's like, I want to do an all R and B party, and he wanted to be fo- initially he wanted to be focused on nineties R and B. Um, the market you know, for it, and we started like brainstorming names. I came up with the name. He loved it. He co-signed it. All of that shit, and then. You know, he was like, bro, I want you to, can you help me do what you did for the 40 ounce bounce with this, mm-hmm. you know, basically bringing it to the West Coast. Yeah. And so like, I give him credit for coming up with the idea and the concept, but like helping expand it to this market in this region, same thing with the 40 ounce bounce, like that's your boy. Yeah, you know that's all you. So it's like, when niggas talk about party culture, when niggas talk about like what's going on in the scene, it's like, I've been blessed to do and be a part of so much. Mm-hmm. I never was a weekly club nigga. Like I never was trying to do the weeklies. I wasn't trying, no. Exclusive. No. Yeah. Exclusive novelty events. Like I've I've toured, I've been on multiple tours off of throwing parties. Wow. More tours than most of you rappers. For <laughs> sure. Talk for sure. No, 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 100%. There's niggas that ain't left their city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I've been able to travel off of throwing parties. This right is now. before... Rusty the artist manager. I got this a two for all of that. I got a two part question because like, I wanted to touch on both of them. Like the importance of leaving your city. Like for me, just getting out of Stockton, I didn't realize it it's coming everything. out of here it, to that. You know what, what the I mean? fuck do you know for real if yeah. all you know is where you're from? Exactly. Right? I feel like that's the case for rappers. I feel like that's the case for content creators, engineers, whatever, mm-hmm. managers. I feel like I don't necessarily think that you have to move. Everybody's different. Yeah. But I do think you have to spend some time away from home just to see what the hell else is going on. You got to compare notes to other niggas that's doing what you're doing. Because yeah. in, in the Bay Area, I'm one of the big dogs. Yep. In L.A., there's a, there's a lot of niggas that are doing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I got I, I to gotta go out, out here, here and be able more. to compete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to compete here, not just like I'm in competition with the world, not in competition with the Bay. That's yeah. good, though, because you're, you're not content. Because a Hell lot of no. people get content, especially on the northern side of California. I told niggas, man, I said I never wanted to be the man in my city. I always wanted to be good everywhere. Good everywhere. I want to be able to go to New York, same Russ. Yeah. Go to L.A., same Russ. Yeah. Atlanta, Miami, wherever, Detroit, I want it to be the same. I don't need it to be, I don't need to be Jay-Z everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I need to be good, comfortable, same respect, same... You know what I'm saying? Acceptance, like, that's, that's always been a thing for me. That's dope. Hold on, my second part was... You've had success throwing throwing events. Mm-hmm. What is the what is the, the the sauce? Or can we give some type of secret to where? How do we get people out to outside <clears throat> to ours? Not even to ours, but to someone else doing this. Um, what what am I willing to share? <laughs> Come on, Russ, let us know <laughs> something. What am I willing to share? Venue is super important. Okay, venue. Understood. Venue is super important. I don't care how dope you are. It, I'm not going to no fucking like dangerous area. You know what I'm saying, or no, like just it got to be official. Yeah, and something just recently happened with a venue, and you were o- openly open about it. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that. No, up. Like, I want you to touch on it. That's why I'm, I'm so been, glad you brought that. Yeah, up. So can we speak on it? First off, <clears throat> I love those guys. Mm-hmm. I love, but I love Mills, DJ Millions first club event, like actually inside of a club. I booked him for 2019. Capolo, it was the first thing I put Capolo on. Oh shit! It was him, Dage, Millions, Capolo, and DJ Shellheart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that was 2019. Mm. That was the first time I, like I said I worked with Capolo, um, and so that helped start our relationship. Okay. Um, 
Butter's first like actual club hosting, I booked him for in San Jose. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, you know, um, I'm gonna say for sure I hate I hated the way Butter handled it. And I was gonna say, can we say too? Those are young guns in the game. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, you're going and you're really out here, like we talked about earlier, I would, to be able to. I see went into that. it. I went into it trying to help. Yeah. Okay. You know, they 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 have something called drinking and thinking, which is an amazing party. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I'm in the Bay, like I try to go there. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I got a relationship with both of them. I've been working with Mills a little bit longer, but I love Butter. I mm-hmm. think he's I think he's great, fucking star. Um, and I just was like, hey, bro, the venue that we use for for lovers only, for the, you know, we could do a day party in L.A. And so, like I said, I went in trying to help. And mm-hmm. that's like that's like a big piece of my story. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you look at the 40 ounce bounds for lovers only, it is being of service, yep, artist service. management. It's like trying to help people. Yep. So I didn't go into it in the in the in the post. But long story short. There was, an e- there was an email thread between uh, like us and the venue, mm-hmm. and we were postponing slash changing some things around for the For Lovers Only dates. Okay. And it was all on the same email. So the venue just assumed that we were talking about the day party, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And to be honest, it was taking kind of long to get the flyer, mm-hmm. and so it kind of happened. It just, was, it just was a fucking mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, I think because I've done LA a thousand times, my mindset is, well, we can just reschedule. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. LA ain't going nowhere. Not at all. Right. You know, but um, he he was obviously fucking hurt by that. Took you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, I hated the way he handled it. You know, what I mean, if it was, um, if it was up to me, it would have just been a phone call because we talked that day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Would have just been a phone call. Hey, Russ, we weren't feeling that shit. Uh, what can we do to make this right? You know what I mean? Because I'm. I'm fairly, I try to be fair and at least kind of pragmatic. Like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I think accountability is super important too. For sure. Yeah, you and know, you, and most you people, took it. And you yeah, because yeah, yeah. most motherfuckers are going to make an excuse. But you got to understand, dog, I'm a winner. Yeah. So I can take a loss. And you're yeah. a confident winner. Yeah. I can take a loss because I win. I, if I can win in public, dog, I be winning in public. Yeah. Say that. So it's <laughs> yeah, like say that. an L and L in public. Nobody's thinking, ah, oh, man, we're not fucking with Russ no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd be crazy not to, right. you know what I'm saying? Because right. of one situation, right. Like, all right, dog. Like, right. so me, I'm not thinking it's gonna hurt. My, one, this is not gonna hurt my brand, and two, taking accountability isn't gonna hurt my brand, right? Because mm-hmm. motherfuckers know, like, because people that know, like, oh well, if we we we've done business with Russ before, so we know that's not his character or who he is. Mm-hmm. Fucked up, shit happens. Fucked up. Um, you know. So, like I said, what was the le- what was the uh? It's not a loss; it's a lesson. What was the lesson in that then? Um. Man, I guess I'll share what the lesson was. Um, stay focused, you know, um, because I was I went into it trying to help. I wasn't trying to like get a whole bunch. I wasn't gonna make a whole bunch of money off of it. Mm-hmm. Trying to it help. It wasn't. It wasn't a money. It wasn't a money grab for me. Yeah. It wasn't doing something. I, I already got my own program. I already got enough going on with Dizdar. I got enough going on with Capolo, DB, mm-hmm. um, with For Lovers Only. So it's like. I didn't need to add anything extra onto my plate. Right. I probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But I fuck with them niggas. And also, I want my region to, to reach for higher. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To I want more for us. Right. Don't just be happy with being the nigga in your section. Right. Y'all are the truth. Y'all can take this somewhere. And so that's the part where I was kind of, I, I didn't even feel a way about him posting it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, all right, he's just, he's just being himself. I, I wouldn't move like that, but all right. 
I get you. You know, it is what it is, but it was just like, you know, I, like I said, I wish it, um, I wish it hadn't have gone that way. But like I said, I just, I just want more for us, bro. Yeah. I feel like we could, we, we are so like, y'all are from Northern California. Y'all moved out here, started moving around out here, and you're like, oh shit, shit, a lot more. <laughs> but shit. you're built for it because of where we're from. Say yeah. that. Say that. If you're from Northern California, you can make it anywhere. Just like they say about New York, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. It's the same thing where we're from. And I'm not just talking about the Bay or Oakland or San Francisco, Sac Stockton, anywhere in Northern California. If you are in the mix out there, leave. Watch what happens. Wow. I agree. Straight up. That's a clip. Now, one thing I want to fucking pull from, though, is you said t- back in 2019. We're in 2023 now, bro feel like they're just getting started you know what i mean but like the work has been putting in like for these djs how have you seen them take turn the dj to artist and now they're you know what i'm saying now they're on their i will say i love what the djs are doing right now yeah where yeah. we're from because when i yeah. first moved back everyone was waiting to get booked everyone was waiting for someone like myself or whatever promoter or venue to book them mm-hmm. now shellheart has good times which is mm-hmm. arguably the best party in the Bay Area, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Mill and Butter have their own shit. Um, you see, fucking DJ Holla got his own shit. Hella Eerie. All these different DJs are dealing directly with the venues, and they have their own nights. Damn. And they've really, they really boxed out the whack promoters, which is great. Yeah, I was say that's a good thing. Okay. No, no, it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, they boxed out the whack promoters, and it's it's helped with quality control. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the Bay Area. For sure. Yeah. Like the Oakland, Drew Banger, Drew Banger for sure. Yeah. I got to mention, mention Drew. Um, the weekly scene and like the monthly party scene in Oakland and San Francisco is on lock. Oh, yeah. And I think they're doing a really, really great job. I got my my cousin sends me shell hard shit every other week talking about I need to pop out. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm go on record and say Shell is the number one DJ in the Bay Area right now. I'm lucky. It's coming and from that, Russ. And that comes from Russ. And that, that, for me, that hits a lot harder, bro. And I really hope that this doesn't sound disrespectful. But her being a woman mm-hmm. and that being that, having that number one spot, that shit Man, hits, bro. She's a woman, but she's that nigga, though. Yeah, Say that. No talk, don't talk you know that shit. Talk that um, shit. I can't forget Dage. Love Dage. Dage. He's been doing it, though. Yeah. Dage's been a fixture. He's been top dog for so long. Yeah. Um, so me saying Shell is number one doesn't mean that he's not number one also or that there aren't number ones. Right. It's more so saying that like Shell has come into her own over the past three years. Yeah. And exactly. she's just like to yeah. me, Dage's been Dage for fucking 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he's He's been, been an OG. A, yeah, yeah. He's been a part of uh a part of the culture. Um and even my uh my my little back and forth with Dage, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we had our own little thing, but like we talked about it as men ultimately. And kind of came to the came to the uh you know kind of came to the realization that we're both fighting the same fight i might think that you should do it differently i might not like that you move this way in this situation but you're an important part of this culture i'm an important part of this culture so at the end of the day we want a lot of the same things Mm -hmm. we're fans of a lot of the same people you know what i'm saying so it's like us having issues with each other really hurts the region more than it helps. And that'd be my thing just in general, bro. I don't got beef with nobody. No. Yeah, I'm 
If somebody got beef with me, it's one side. <laughs> yeah, it's one side. I'm the same way too. I didn't know. We got beef. I didn't know we had beef. Yo, I've him. had niggas, and this is like non-industry shit, but I've had niggas be like, yo, man, I just want to talk to you man to man. I'm like, about what? Bruh. Yeah, you know that one thing that we I'm like, bruh. I don't even remember what you're talking about, King. Man, you had a problem? They hate That's crazy. You were holding on to that. Man. And I I but you have to realize that like we're those types of people. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like sir. people, like I could not think too much about something. Motherfuckers gonna carry that shit with them because mm-hmm. it's us. And when you realize that, you know what I'm saying? It, um, it's calming, which is why I didn't get upset with the situation with Bud. I'm like, I'm the guy, of course, right? Of course, right? No, of course, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> of, course. of course. Why wouldn't that? Like, why wouldn't you feel that way? That's me. But that's why you take the accountability and you, you know. Yeah. But but that's a good point, though, because you hear about personal and business. And then I see clips about LaRussell talk about it as well. Like in this industry, like taking shit personal, how how much of it can you keep on your shoulder and actually. It's funny. Me and Willie Joe had a conversation and he kind of got on me because I'm like, yeah, this shit is personal. I love this shit. Mm. I bleed this shit. I've been a part of it. I've been a fan since I was a kid. Like I got notebooks from rapping from two like two thousand and six. Yeah. I got pictures of drawing DMX and Jay Z when I was a kid. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I love this shit. Mm-hmm. This is my life. I couldn't do anything else. So don't tell me it's not personal. You can't tell me it's not personal now, in terms of, in terms of business decisions and, and being logical, and practical. Yes, I do have to separate it. Okay. But I can't manage no artist that I don't love. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't work closely with people that I don't respect. There is a, a personal level. I wouldn't even be wanting to talk to you niggas there you if go. there wasn't some Something. type of. So I don't like the whole business never personal. I think it's. Uh, I think that's a tactic we use so that we can move forward. Yeah. I think I it's a tactic you. that we use so that um, we can justify hard decisions. But it's personal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I there there are stories about um, friends having to separate because. I mean, let's just make it something that people understand. Jay Z and fucking Dame Dash. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Best friends. Best friends. And to mm-hmm. one of them, I feel it was business, and the other one is personal. Yeah. In a way, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Dame. Yeah. Dame probably took it personal. Yep. Hove is like, and and looking at Hove now, he of course he made the right move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course he made the right move. Mm-hmm. But fuck that shit hurt. Yeah. 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 Just kind of is what it is. It sucks, you know. Yeah. But for sure, it was personal. Do you remember a time when you kind of took it personal, and then look back, looking back at it and the growth behind it, you could have could have handled the situation differently? Um, I mean, I for sure took that shit with Dage personally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's squashed, so I feel comfortable talking about it now. It's like not a thing. At the time, I took it personally. Hell yeah, because we were. I thought we had a, a good relationship. You know what I'm saying? We had made money together. Um, That's what I want to talk about. Yeah, so it's like I I think there are. Definitely situations where it's like I could have handled stuff differently, um, or could have handled it better. Where I took stuff personally, um, you know, I can I can be emotional, but at the same time, like for me, the ultimate goal is winning. So at the end of the day, that's going to make my decision for me. Now, I would say, and now as the 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 quote unquote manager, right, and talking to your artists, mm-hmm. 
is it hard for them not to take it personal from you when the when you are trying to structure them or get them? Yeah, like how do they separate that from the rest? Of... Well, I don't know. That, I don't know if they do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they do. But yeah. I think all of the guys that I work with, whether it's in the management side or project management side with Dizzer, I think all of them know at the end of the day I want to win. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that if you can just understand that I want to be successful, I want you to be successful, and really I don't win unless you win. So it's in my best interest to give you good information. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's it, what's it been like? So, who all do you manage right now? You got Capolo, we got DB by the bag, and Herb made this beat. Herb, Herb made this beat. Yeah, those okay. are the three. Okay, damn, I thought you was doing Kai Kai bands too right now. No, no, no. Kai and I are close. Okay, um, but I'm his project manager in A and R, um, and I handle his bookings. Well, you still, okay, okay. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Like That's... I help him get shows and shit. And but like I said, Kai and I have a really good relationship. Um, but like technically. You know what I'm saying? Like project manager and R for those things. And I, yeah. Well, what are the characteristics for you to consider someone to you for you to manage? Like, what made you choose those three? Um, Capolo was the first. That's my dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Brother, man. Shout, and shout out Capolo, man. He came through and blessed this for That's real. That's my fucking dog. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm out you know? now. If y'all haven't go stream it, man, yes, right sir, now. Nostalgia out now. I mean, Polo was different because that was my first artist, like you said. And I didn't, I didn't get into this wanting to be an artist manager. Like I, I had no desire. Shout out to Young Bari. He was the he, him and my Shout boy Kodak were the first people to say, "Hey, you should consider being a manager." And my first thing was like, "I'm not trying to be a babysitter. Fuck is wrong right. with you niggas? Like I have no desire to chase after artists and do any of this shit. I've been an artist before. Like I know how crazy artists are. <laughs> I'm not trying to deal with that shit. These motherfuckers." is super ungrateful, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like- Is it that, is that the job, being a babysitter? Like, was it what you thought it was before you now that you've been into it? Well, that's the thing. I've I've been able to kind of craft what I think management should be. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, I think right, there's right. the, the tra traditional school of management and I've just managed in the way that I want to manage, mm. you know? Um, so just to answer your question, um, for me to, consider managing somebody you got to have the character like it's great that you're a star and you have a hit record that's buzzing in the streets like all that's great yep. but if you're a piece of shit person that can't be accountable and can't stick to your word and doesn't have a work ethic i don't care because you're gonna fall off anyway right literally gonna yeah okay you're gonna fall off anyway mm -hmm. i'm not so what people what people love and hate about me is that i only pick winners <laughs> i'm only fucking with the winners only. That's it. I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to That's you. That's it. Like, I could probably, people hit me up asking me to manage them all the time. And I'm sure there's some talented people, but it's like, I have to see more. So it's like, got to have, the character is super important. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, are there, you know, what are the analytics, the basic, mm -hmm. man, you know, industry bullshit, but also, are they fucking with you outside? Mm. I'm not really worried if, like, the industry's fucking with you. I don't really care about that shit. Because the industry is late anyway. Um, Always. What I is? Think, uh, I think it's super important that you're getting your music is getting played outside. And when he's like, huge. so Larissa told us too, it's like, you know, he's in his neighborhood and he's like, <clears throat> somebody was actually playing, playing uh, his song when he was down the street in his neighborhood. Mm -hmm. That's validation. But then it's like, you don't always get to hear somebody playing your music down the street. So what is another way to get, you know, that street, that street respect? How, how would you know if, you know what I'm saying? How, would, how do you know? Just from my perspective, like yeah. how would I know? Um, that, that that artist actually has that. So if it's not the streets, 
I mean, hip hop is youth culture. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is youth culture. So if the youth fuck with you, mm-hmm. that's another sign. Yep. But it still has to be real people because all of these numbers that we're looking at, like, oh, you're fucking doing you know half a million uh, listeners on Spotify. Those are fucking people. Mm-hmm. So if people are really fucking with your music yep. and or how you interact with your folks, like I pay attention to that too. How you move with your crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you the leader of your crew? Are you one of the leaders of your crew? Are you, are you respected? Is it tight knit? Is it a brotherhood or sisterhood? Um, you know, I think I think how you move is super important too. Huh. I like so, that. So, I mean, I look at everything, which is why I only manage three artists. Yeah. And can we talk about the DB about a bag? Like, how did that come about? Like, where, where, where did he come to you? You come to him? He it was a one monster. He's a monster. He continues. Oh, God. Number one artist Definitely in is. Northern California, not named Larry June. Yeah. Okay. Not lame Larry Respect June. though, yep. I mean, that's a I mean, Larry's amazing. Yeah, Max. Man, what are we talking about? Max. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about of the new niggas. Yeah, DB. Yeah, yeah. Of the new niggas, it's unquestionably DB. Yep. You, yep. I don't care who, what. It's, I'm not being biased. DB got a million mini me's out there in the Bay Area right now. <laughs> okay, man. He got, got mini me's all over California. I ain't having it with you. That's he what I'm talking about. All over California, man. Mm, that's they, lit though. They on that bag shit. Well, um. I have to be I have to be delicate in terms of how I talk about this so I don't offend my political connects. <laughs> um, but basically, DB uh, DB was on Instagram venting about something, and I had been at Dizzler maybe three months, two months, or something like that. And he and I hadn't like talked yet. We mm-hmm. didn't have a relationship at all. But he was 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 he talking to them though? Was he already no? He wasn't talking to Dizzler. No. Um, it was a company that he wanted to work with okay. that um, basically wasn't checking for him at the time. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I, I hit him in, on, on Instagram. I said, hey, you know, one, this is not the way to go about uh, go about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, your, whatever your goal is, this is not the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you give me a call, I can tell you how to better your show shit and just, like, level up on the show level. So, again... Trying to help. Looking out for mm-hmm. yes. Looking Back out for every, service. That's what I'm talking about, <laughs> Like, just trying to help. Yes, sir. I didn't go into that situation trying to manage him. You know, I knew that he had a lot of potential. I loved the record Fettuccini. And then later heard Bad Clan Trippin', even though the, they came out opposite, like one came out before the other. Yeah. Um, and you know, Drew Banger had told me he was a star, and I believed him, you know. But um he he wasn't one of the guys that I was working directly with at Dizzler. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a, a different situation with them. Um, and so we talked, and I was like, look, bro, this is actually a good story. Um, he, I had hit him, and we were talking, you know, and kind of just had built a little bit of a rapport. And I was like, look, Polo has a show in August. I want you to come be support. And, of course, his name is D.B. Better Back. How much you pay, Russ? Right. Mm. First thing you say. <laughs> and I was like, look. I need you to trust me. <laughs> um, Just get there. And Just get there. it only paid, you know, see, the way club shit works versus how bookings with a real venue works is different. Clubs have more money mm-hmm. because they're dealing with door sales and alcohol. Yep. So whatever you're able to charge at a club, it's probably going to be more than what you're going to be able to get as an artist just getting booked for the first time oh. at a real accredited venue. Oh, right? That's a right. tip. That's a tip. Right. 
So any of these real venues like a Catalyst or a Cornerstone that are working with Polestar and sending your fucking Polestar numbers, yeah. like it's super important to get that proof of concept with those type of venues because that's the path to um, not just touring, but uh, festivals and all that shit. Okay. So I told DB, I was like, look, bro, take this 500 and you'll never, I'll never ask you to do it again. <laughs> because I believe you are who you think you are, but I don't have any proof. Mm-hmm. Numbers are great. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, uh, first off, had dropped maybe two months prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had the record with Draco. So there was some shit. Shit was going. You know what I'm saying? He already had some shit going. Mm-hmm. but And he had done some shows, but he had never done a show like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, people need to see, first off, they need to see these records and they need to see the you mm-hmm. in front of these people going crazy. Yeah. I said, from there, watch what happens. Next show, 1,000. Okay. Next show, 1,500. Let's go. Next show, 2,000, 2,500. And now I'm not going to tell you how much money. That's what I'm talking about, man. Because, bitch, I'm about a bad call me DB. But but I give him a lot of credit, not just, well, for trusting me, but also understanding leverage, Mm. understanding proof of concept, understanding that you do have to build it. Mm -hmm. Got to put the work in. And it's not enough to just think that you're great. You have to go out and fucking prove that shit. You know what I'm saying? And you need to have proof of concept so that when somebody does hit you and they're like, yo, I'm trying to offer you 2500 for this same market. Well, actually, we've been there before. And <laughs> he sold it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need X amount for this. And I have proof as to why. So, um, I, like I said, I, I give him credit for being uh, a real sharp nigga when it comes to the business shit. You know That's- what I'm saying? Like, he... He's the type of person that, like, you know, he's very strong-willed. He does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't tell him to do anything. Um, but if I make a good case, he he's going to be open-minded. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what you want out of your artist, at least. Well, winners are open-minded, dog. There we go. Jordan would Jordan and Rodman, you would never expect that to work. Leaving this podcast, I'm just keep hearing the word winners, bro. I'm winners, winners, winners. We're going to be winning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, winners only. That in. That's it. That's it. It's about winning. Yes, sir. That's all it's about is winning. I don't give a fuck about nothing else except for being at the winner's circle, mm-hmm. dog. That's it. Winning is the only thing that matters to me at the end of the day. And oh. legacy, but winning. Winning. I was thinking of like a most proud moment you've had with an artist, but I kind of have an idea because of the sax run this last this last season and DB being able to hop in and do a oh, song yeah. with the Sacramento Kings? Like, is that, I mean, is that a big moment for you as well? Or how did No, that... huge moment. Huge yeah. moment. Um, you know, but it's like, I've had a lot of cool moments, dog. I think this year with DB has been amazing. The last year with DB has been incredible. Like, what he yeah. and we have accomplished has been dope. Um, but I kind of have to go back because I was able to get Capolo a deal after managing him for six months. Oh, only? Wow. Yeah. I was his manager for six months and got him signed to Cinematic in New York. Talk that shit. Who else, nigga? Talk that Who shit. Else? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I was a new manager, you know? And so it's like, and then getting him on Rolling Loud. Yeah. You know, I think that was huge. Um, you know, I think, so there's been a lot of things that have been, uh, you know, the the for me, I would say Capolo and DB show at the Catalyst last year. Yeah, that was A thousand people. That was fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I think that's a huge accomplishment because outside of like Larry June, Mike Sherm, 
Burner, Snow the Product, and, and, and Draco. Like, I don't know how, like, uh, OGZ. Yeah. But those were the only West Coast artists to do a thousand tickets at that venue. Big stage. So for them to be able to combine on some Oakland to Sack shit and to do that together, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was super special. Yep. And like I said, there's I've seen other artists get together and they're only doing let me not say only, because that sounds like a dick I, I sound like a dickhead, but fuck that. Only three hundred people mm-hmm. or five hundred. Right. Um and so like I'm really proud that they were willing to work together. To do more. Because you got to understand, at that point in time, I had to ask Polo. Right. You know what I'm saying? I understand, yeah. You I have do. to. I, do. I mean, yeah. I had to ask Polo. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And Polo was like, DB hard as fuck. Yeah, he, and, he, and he cool. Yep. Come on. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got to give Polo a lot of credit just because he's been um, so supportive of the things that I've done outside of working with him, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you select good ones. I only pick winners. Though. I only pick winners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean this this year with the Sacramento Kings being able to get DB a fucking check for from an NBA team. Yeah, that's fucking. Um, I seen him post that. I should say Kings on that motherfucker. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, shit, that's yeah, lit. Yeah. That's lit. And for the record, they reached out to him, but like you know, in because he's not a dummy, he was like, yeah, I need you to talk to my people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He didn't try to negotiate it himself or none of that dumb shit. Nah, talk to my nigga. Yep, you <laughs> know, yep. and um, you know we we have a pretty solid entertainment lawyer, and uh, we negotiated the deal, and um, it was just special, man. Yeah, it was just special. And that's a forever relationship to an extent. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. that's good. Now we got to talk about Herb on a beat. Herb, Herb made this beat. Herb made this beat. Herb made this beat, man. This nigga has a gold record. This nigga just turned 21. Shit crazy. Oh, young damn. Producer. He's young. Okay. Yeah, he's like 21, 22. Okay. Herb been going through some shit, though, man. He's been dealing with a lot of bullshit, man. I think he got some haters um, that's a little closer than than he probably is. Uh... Ready to get Herb out here to uh, L.A.? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, he just shot a video at Vanity last night. Um, but, yeah, Herb is amazing, bro. In terms of just talent, ear, he's one of those guys that finds artists first. He breaks artists. Um, you know, I think he he really has the ability to do what I'm doing. As, a, as an A&R, I think he's actually better than than me, for sure. Because he has his ear to the street, and he can develop artists. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you want your sound, if you want a sound, go talk to Herb. Talk to Herb. Licky Bo, Lil Kayla, mm-hmm. Fredo Bags. Yeah. The list goes on of artists that have gone to fuck with Herb to get their biggest records. Mm. You can't take anything away from him. Like, he doesn't get the credit he deserves because he's young and he's not a rapper. But rappers would would be smart to go and fuck with him. Yeah. I feel like everybody in Northern California that doesn't have a single should go and talk to her. Especially if you're local. I just want to say that. Dog. And singles is what helps you get bookings. Singles are what helps you... Um, get your, you know, records played in the club. Like, having that record that sticks, and Herb is really good at that. Whether it's your street single, whether it's some fucking, um, you know, club shit. Like, he, he's just one of them dudes. Um, and I've been working with him since, really, the pandemic. Mm. Damn. Yeah. 2020, 2019. I, I had to meet his grandmama. Damn. Oh. To, like, get permission. Because like, <laughs> he was young. Really work. Yeah. You know, well, not, not, not like that, but he wanted his grandma to give me a once-over because she trusts him. Because he trusts her, you know, as far as, like, judging character. Yeah, he was old like, enough. I think he was, like, 19 or 18 at the time. That's okay. a big decision as an artist. I mean, you're putting your career in someone else's hands at, yeah. at, at, at a point, right? 
Yeah, and he um he hadn't gotten paid. So the thing was, shout out to shout out to Taliban, uh, Taliban four and five. He's actually an artist yeah. now. Started as a producer and a DJ, but he connected me with Herb, and was like, "Yo, Herb made this be- this beat for Licky Bow, Crazy, which is a huge yep. record. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, TikTok record, all yep. of that shit. It's a gold record. Now. Shout out Licky Bow. Yeah. Um, shout out to Licky Bow. Thanks, alumni. And um, long story short, he hadn't gotten paid yet. Hadn't gotten a dollar from that. From that wow. at the time, and so you know, um, I I got some relationships and. A friend of mine told me how much Licky Bo got for his deal, and he was like, "Look, y'all could probably get fifty bands because the because the the deal was based off of that song." Okay. So we we were technically we could have gotten like fifty k for that beat if we had a hired the lawyer, given them a percentage of it. Mm-hmm. It would have taken some months, gone through the legal process. Probably would have taken some time. Yeah, yeah. My boy was like, "But if you ask them for twenty bands right now, I bet they give it to you." And he was right. Mm. So being able to get Herb 20 yeah. for that. Of something that he knew, thought he was never going to get. Bro, he produced that beat in 2017. There we go. Yep. He did. It took him three years to get paid. Wow. Right? You know? Um, and so it's like, so when I say earlier, like. <laughs> His grandma love you. For sure. <laughs> for sure. But when I tell people, I'm like, yo, so one L or one mistake can't take, can't really fuck up my reputation or my track record, bro. Like, I've been winning for a minute. And then even, like, you could fuck up today if you want to. Like, one, you can fuck up one time today, cool. Yeah. But you got enough motherfuckers around you that have vouched for you no matter what. You know what I'm saying? You, I don't know what's going to be perceived as a fuck up in other people's eyes. Right. You could do the whatever, and it's going to be like, oh, well, Russ did this, this, that, and the third. Bro, you got a million people that's going to be like, well, bro, that ain't nothing. Like, you know what this dude then did, this, that, and the third. Yeah. And to have those type of people, I feel like that's, uh, that's very important, you know? Yeah. Well, because it's like, it's just, it's just credit. Mm-hmm. It's just credit, you know. There's business credit, there's personal credit, there's street credit, yeah. industry credit, and so I do think that you know, not just for myself, but anybody in the industry, you got to have a certain amount of credit. You know what I'm saying? Not uh, with your peers, with the people that you're working with. Um, it's important to to do good business. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we're all imperfect. We all make mistakes, but like my goal is to help the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how I move forward is by being of service. Before we get off the manager topic. When does someone need a manager in your eyes? When does that when is that point that the artist be like damn? When I there's shit to manage. <laughs> okay. okay. I've been saying sh- that for fucking <laughs> ever, dog. Okay. You don't need a manager unless you have something to manage, my nigga. Yeah, okay. If you have a thousand monthly listeners on Spotify, guess what? <laughs> if you're not getting any bookings, right. if nobody's asking you for features, right. guess what? Right. If you're not popping in the city, and if you walk outside and nobody's like that one song, <laughs> da, 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 Damn. guess, guess what? what? Man. Like, wanting a manager is not needing a manager. Mm. I get people that hit me all the time, like, yo, I need a manager, and I check them out. I'm like, nah, no, you don't. You need a producer that really fucks with you. Mm. You need an engineer that you trust. Mm. You need to start building your fucking team. You need a fucking cameraman. You need to build your fucking team. You need to have a fucking sound. First, yep. which is why I give DB a lot of credit. Yep. He has his group of producers. He has his fucking uh, uh, engineers that he fucks with. He has his videographers that he fucks with. That's making that bad a bag sound. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not jumping around trying to like. Yeah, he'll work with producers outside of um, outside of the squad. Mm-hmm. But like, you gotta really have that shit yeah, right? for him to like. You gotta have that shit, niggas. Hit, so if you're hitting me up trying to get a beat with DB, 
don't send me the B pack. <laughs> Only the A. The, the A pack. The <laughs> pack that. that you're sending to fucking Lil Baby. The <laughs> pack that you're him. sending to motherfucking, uh, uh, like, whoever. Yep. That's the pack that I need. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Especially with a nigga like that, bro. Because otherwise, he's got great producers. Yep. Why would he even entertain working with somebody outside of the mob if you're not giving him that heat? That's yeah. the truth. Just because you got a name? Yeah, that's true. But fuck about that shit, bro. We independent monsters. Bro. That's what independent monsters. That's, that's what I'm on, bro. I want to help build independent monsters, bro. I, I fuck with the industry. I think major, label, major labels have their place. But just like I don't think you need a manager until you have something to manage, I don't think you need a major label unless you're just so, you're, unless you get, until you get so big mm-hmm. that, all right, I, 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 I'm trying to get Grammys now. Yeah, okay. To that point, like okay. Once you're trying to get to, to that, that level, push. Need that push. once you're trying to get international, then it's like, oh, well, yeah, for sure, you need a major. Makes sense. But until then, and we're making a decent amount of money a month, and we're making this, like, come on, dog, we don't. Yeah. Majors are looking at us to see what the fuck is going on, bro. <laughs> no, That's a fact. That's a fact. What is it for uh, you that you just want to have under your, <clears throat> your belt that you haven't done yet? It's like anything. Like, what is it that uh, you know, that you want to do to feel more completed? I should say, type thing. Um, and it doesn't have to deal with the music industry. You know, I just... want more gold records. Yeah, the record with Herb. Like I said, I wasn't around when that was created, but I helped him get paid for it. So like, I, I feel a little. I don't want to say entitled, but I, I'm a part of that. Yeah, you know. Um, but like for me, I really want the West Coast to be unified and I want the West Coast to be the number one or like fighting for number one in terms of position in hip hop. Mm. And I wanna I wanna help with that, you know? And I think whatever accolades come with that are gonna come with that, you know? But um, I really wanna help build more successful artists. Um, I'd love to work with an R&B artist. Mm. That was one of my next questions. Like, who, if you if you can say or it, female too? Would you do females for sure? Yeah, for sure. Who's for somebody sure. you got your eye on, eyes on? I would you, never tell you. Oh, yeah, I was, I was, I was, yeah, like, never. Yeah. There are people I like though. There are definitely was, people I like. There are yeah. people I like. So there um, are some people on your radar right now. For sure, always. Okay, always, always, okay. always. I'm always um, like trying to see what's going on and just like as a fan of the culture, I still got to keep my my eyes and ears open. Um, but also, like I said, I do have a lot going on, so I, it's a, it's a balance of like making sure that I'm paying attention to trends and what's happening, but staying focused. What's mm-hmm. your team, Russ? Like you speak about the artists and their teams. Who's your team? <clears throat> um, my personal team. Yeah, uh, I would say that Flip and Dev are my personal team. What do they do for you? Um, I mean, Flip, um, we came up trapping together. Um, Respect. You know, I feel like you know he's, and back when I was uh. Back when I was rapping, he co-managed me with uh, with um, my manager at the time. Like he was my day to day, and Flip has been around for a lot of the like classic moments. Nice, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the um, last time Polo was at Rolling Loud, you know, I think if Flip wasn't there, that shit would have fell apart mm. straight up. Well, yeah, because this is a funny story. So we are pulling up to the the gates and. We told everybody, hey, they finna pat down, they checking niggas, they doing all this shit. And I'm not gonna say what we had on us, but the niggas didn't listen to what I was saying. Right. Polo in the back like, I told you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had to fucking think on our feet, right? So I said, all right, everybody get out of the car. Yep. 
we still have to get here on time. Mm-hmm. Flip, take the whip back. I need you to pick up Sadie Hendrix. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. Like, like Willie. Shout out to Willie Joe too, because yeah. Willie. Willie Willie's, Joe. Shout out Willie. Willie's one of the guys I feel like um, he's made that transition from artist to A and R seamlessly. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest working niggas. Um, he's he's one of the few people that I'm like, oh no, 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 you you're. You you got it, dog. Yeah. No, you're doing your shit. Like yeah. you you wanted them one. That's you know what I'm saying. Going. Like Willie's a fucking dog. Bro. Yeah. And he outworks everybody, dog. He just he just he's he's crazy. Anyways, so whatever we had in our car, um, Flip takes the motherfucking SUV, hops in it, does whatever he has to does. Uh, make sure that, shit around there. Make sure <laughs> make sure that the fucking car isn't gonna. We're not gonna have any issues with the vehicle when we get back. Right. Yep. Picks up Seti. Get Seti there in t- five, ten minutes before the fucking set starts. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> like we were cutting it super close. Yes. If you know anything about festivals, they're not playing with their time. No, you're no. a lot of time is what you're get- yeah. like. Just so y'all know, when it's time for y'all to do festivals, any artists out there, don't be late. Mm. Like your set will get cut, and they do not give a fuck because they have thirty more artists that have to fucking perform. Damn, you know, and. um she flip, flip, yeah, yeah, no, she know. Yeah. Um, her artists do fucking festivals and all the shit. Um, but yeah, so Rachi is like, I mean, he's my best friend, but like, you know, at the same time, his brother was similar to me back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And like, they were in the Philippines doing festivals and shit like that. Like, he's Filipino, born out there in Manila. Um, so he's done events and shit. Um, his family runs Oyster Fest. Um, so Flip, you know, he was the nigga making sure that all the money drops was cool. You know what I'm saying? So like, don't play with us. Yeah, (laughs) before he hit that stage though. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, when it came to when it came to that, when I started doing the for lovers only shit, like I was always the creative. I was always the idea guy. I was always like, we need to do this. This is what's popping. Da 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 da. Yeah. And Flip was like, all right, how much you get paid for that though? You right. <laughs> uh, you might not want to be doing all that. You right know what now. I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, you know, um, I was always like the starter. I was always like the the person that was like making shit happen. Um, Visionary. But, but Flip always wanted to know how much we were getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you got to have people like that around. Because creators, we don't really care. Mm-hmm. We just want to do this shit because we want to be a part of the culture, but we love this shit for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of uh, talented people that are broke. Say that. I know a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Get so, that. like, you know, like I said, me and Flip met through trapping. And so, like, that's kind of just the nature of our relationship. Mm. Um, Dev, Dev is the young genius, you know. He's my business partner on For Lovers Only. Um, you know, we really built the 40-ounce brand as far as, like, a traveling tour. Yep. Um, you know, we really built that together. And uh, we did the BT experience together. Um, her's birthday party in 2018 when she oh. turned 21. Um, all of Keith Powers' birthday parties. Yeah, that's Shout me and Keith. Dev. Yeah, Shout out Keith. Keith. We just we love Keith. Yeah, and Keith is kissing on Gabrielle Union in public like, on camera. Oh, I'm so jealous shit. right no now. Cap, no, no, no cap, oh though. my god. What he got Keith going is with, a fucking legend. What they yeah. got going with sweet ones is pretty dope too, bro. I pulled up a couple of those. Yeah, ones I haven't been ones. yet. Yeah, um, I know. I know Ash B is spinning over there. Yep. Shout out to DJ Ash B. Shout Ash B. My favorite DJ. Ash B. DJ Ash B is my favorite DJ for sure on the West Coast. Love her. She deserves. Everything that she's getting, she deserves more money, more blessings, more flowers. Love her. That's my little sister. Um, But, you know, I feel like, um, and it's crazy, is that 
when people ask me like, oh, do you think you're going to do management and all that other shit? Or were you, what was your path? Like, Dev and I were supposed to be working together at an agency. An agency? At an agency. So, uh, ad agency. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, okay. Yeah, oh, advertising agency. Gotcha. agency. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. That's the direction I wanted to go. Like, I wanted to do commercials and big campaigns and all of that. Um, so I had gotten hired for a job um, through the Havas agency, and Adidas was a client. So basically what I was supposed to be doing was a bunch of in-store activations at the Adidas stores in L.A. Oh, shit. So I interviewed on my birthday in 2020. Mm. Interview went great. Followed up. All of that shit. Everything's great. I'm about to start on April 1st company card lie shit bro crazy wow but of course the pandemic hit the next week no straight up oh shit okay. yeah okay. fucking crazy okay so you know dev had been working with them for maybe a year um and they were looking to expand to the west coast and who else is he gonna fucking get besides his dog who's helped him expand in the west coast right, right. you know um and so like, i always love him for just even being a, a solid nigga and like all right there's an opportunity even though it didn't work out, man, you know, but like that's what opened the door for me to start working at Blister. Just I gotta capitalize off it again. Those like Dev, like I wanna say that right now, bro. Like to have people like that that think about you when you're not even anywhere to be found, not my be nigga, found, bro. but like you're not in the room. That's, that's that speaks brother, volumes. And then, bro, like, that's and it's still putting money in your pocket because it's a job type thing. Like, yeah. bro, that's shout out Dev, bro. Shout out your whole that's camp, my brother. So I would say, um, I say those those are my closest uh my closest folks um my cousin brie uh she helped a lot over the last couple of years my cousin simone oh, um but like you know brie's working at empire now mm. you know simone's managing artists shout out to damo Damn. um for helping put brie on um you know those are all people that i hired you know what i'm saying all people that i've like put in position to win that are doing their thing now yeah and I, that shit feels so good to see All them right. doing their thing. You don't ever want like your own uh, firm or you're not uh, agency because I know we talk about ads, but I like mean, Skydivers Club LLC is a real thing. Mm. Say that. Okay. So yeah, I got my own company. Okay. For sure. Okay. I just ain't promoting it super heavy right now. Um, but like all the events that I do, all the stuff that I do outside of Thursday is under that. Is under that. Got you. All right. Yeah. Uh, but before we get out of here, I do want to touch on it because like how you just said going and getting the job at the at the ad agency. Mm -hmm. You have that pinned on your Twitter, and I kind of want the people to hear that from you and why what? that's so important to the full job thing. Because you hear it, and then, like, especially in the generations now, it's not cool to have a full time job and shit like that. Like, what's your opinion on that? Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. We have been given a lot of bad information. A lot of stupid shit has been promoted in the black community, in hip hop. There's a lot of dumb ideas that are being touted and promoted like like they're what we should be doing. If you are pursuing your dream, you have to be able to finance your dream. Mm -hmm. Now granted, a good idea can change everything, but the bills are still gonna be due on the first. Right. So I always tell people, and this is, this is learning through my own mistakes. I was a starving, struggling artist for years. And I could have gotten a job. And I was like, nah, I'm, a, I'm really about this shit. Nigga, broke as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> broke as fuck, yeah. bro. And that's not cool. Capital F, right. You know what I'm saying? That is not cool, you know? Um, you know, we all got family members and responsibilities. And so I think it's super important. And my thing is, you know, people will say, like, nah, you should just be focusing on this. And I'm not mad at those people. They're not wrong. But my thing is, 
if you really want it, you're going to figure it out. You're right. If you really want it, you're going to figure it out. That hunger in you. It's, that, it's like I got my it's... job at Dizzler, but I'm still working when I get off. I'm still doing Dizzler shit when I get off. I'm still mm-hmm. doing For Lovers Only shit like when I get off. Like I still have things that are going on. I was going to say while you're working too, but I don't want to. If that, I don't know. No, you're hell doing. no. Man. Hell no. I would never work on anything else besides <laughs> Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. Never. Say that. You know? Ew, um, hell yeah. But no, I do got to shout out to uh, the team over at Dizzler. I got to shout out to Matt. Hell um, Dizzler. Because after that Havas shit didn't work out, I hit him up and was like, yo, y'all need to hire me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what would you do? I'm like, nigga, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all need? Um, and then, I, you know, I told him, I told him I was like, you know, uh, project manager at A&R. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, um, we're, not, we're not hiring for that position right now. We don't really need uh, a project manager at A&R. But, you know, there might be a marketing manager position opened up. Hit me. Hit me in January. It was like maybe November, something like that. Okay. And um, I basically, I basically sold the fuck out of myself, and told him and the team like, "Y'all need me," mm-hmm. you know. And I sent them my resume, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, project management doesn't necessarily make sense based on your experience, but marketing manager does." Mm-hmm. But a year later, I got. Promoted to project manager in AR. Okay. Okay. So I, I be knowing what I'm talking about sometimes. How, um, go ahead. How was it your uh your first three months or six months when you first started out at Disney? How was that for they you? They didn't know what to do with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did you know you what was, to you do was, though too though? Like were you into the underground nah, rap nah, as much uh, as what um, you are now? I think uh so I'm I'm always into the culture, mm-hmm. but I think there was uh I think there was a learning curve for both of us. Because they had to learn what my skill set was, what I was good at, how to put me in winning situations, and I always, I also had to learn about the genre. I hadn't heard about Young Sloby mm-hmm. prior to that. I didn't know who EBK Young Jock was prior to that. I knew who Zay Bang was because mm-hmm. he's from San Francisco, right, yeah. and I love all things San Francisco. Um, but I really had to dive in, mm-hmm. and so that was one of the things that was important for me was to really immerse myself into what the fuck was going on because Deep Dizzler genre and the music that we cover um even on a west coast standpoint is its own thing mm-hmm. like we cover draco the ruler fucking oh three greedo and all of that shit right, right, right. ralphie but that's still a genre right you know what i'm saying so yeah. i really had to like dive in and figure out like because i have good taste in music but that's not what i'm listening to I mean, yeah you know what i'm all saying the time, yeah and that's our struggle. I, I mean, I'd be honest too. It's like we don't listen to them all the time, but we kind of have to to be right. into the. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's like you know, for me, it was okay. I don't listen to all of this shit. I'm not necessarily going to listen to all of it on my own time. But who do I like? Acito, smooth, cold, cold killer on the fucking mic. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. Sloby, yep. DB. Those are the first three artists that I was like, I like these guys. Yeah. So I don't know about nothing else, but these guys make sense to me. Yeah. Just in terms of quality. Mm-hmm. Like, Slovy reminded me of a cool, like a, a thugged out Snoop Dogg. I can see it. The fly gangster. Mm-hmm. Tall, yeah. good looking, bitches yeah. like him. Yeah. You could tell. The way he, he rap. You yeah. could, like, he could tell everything that he was saying was real. A little too, little too real. Yeah, <laughs> sir. You know? But that's scary real. Let but it. when you talk to him, like, I remember telling the team, I'm like, I need to get on a call with this nigga. I need to get a call with Acito and every artist that we believe in and think could do something, you know? And um, I asked him, like, you know, what what are your other interests? I love basketball. 
Yep. I'm like, yeah, bro, the, the the Slowby Bryant shit, the mama mentality shit, bro. We need to dive into that. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see the commercials, yeah. the skits with, with Kobe, JDN. Yeah. Like, you that get, was all, yeah, yeah, you, you for sure. You get insight that you on, on that. Yeah, for sure. Thank for you, sure. Rez. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, man, that was, um, that was something I told him to dive into because it's like, oh, that's mom's. Um, that's good. Um, because there have to be things that people attach themselves to outside of you being a gangster from Stockton. It can't just be the street shit. It can't just be killer this, pimp this, da 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 da. What else about you is relatable? Who don't love Kobe? Right. And he had just passed. You know what I'm saying? So it was like those things made sense. Uh, and I'm a huge basketball fan. So me and him could relate on that level, which made me like him more. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Um, Acido had a song called Larry Bird. Yep. On the low, I'm a Celtics fan. If you know me on a, if you know me for real, you know why. Yep. And um I was like, oh shit, Larry Bird, cool. Mm-hmm. Basketball, something relatable. I need you to be wearing a Larry Bird jersey in this fucking video. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like that'd be my thing. It's like, let's find the things about these guys or these artists, these women, these whoever, these these creators, that's relatable. Yes. You know, you gotta find that thing outside of the music. What are you doing when you're not rapping? Are you just smoking weed and trying to fuck bitches? Maybe. But, but you might you're probably eating food. Mm-hmm. You're probably into fashion. There's probably other things that normal people are doing right. that make you relatable. Right. You know, so I think um I think finding those things in artists and the people that you work with is super important as far as like helping them get to the next level. You brought up three three artists. Two of them come from our home city, Stockton, California. Shout yeah. out 209. I just want to say for you, when you hear about Stockton, you actually go to Stockton and you find out new artists in Stockton. What's it like for you? Because like being from the Bay Area, you wear know, a bulletproof vest. Yeah, I was gonna say because as a manager, you don't want your artist to necessarily just, be going well, through there, right? I pulled up on I pulled up on niggas in Stockton. Okay. Like, I pulled up on AC though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, oh. Stockton is like a dangerous city yeah <laughs> i mean the artists that you talk about right now live in some crazy ass shit man i just drove down anderson street over there where ac yes yeah, man i'm gonna tell you ac to open the bag and the shit that was in the bag i've only <laughs> seen in video games <laughs> <laughs> that boy right there that's that boy you know what i'm saying boy, stockton really got some shit out there for real oh but... shit yeah oh my god bro like i remember being at um I think it was Kai Bands listening party. It might have been Jocks, bro. And um, I seen I seen J-Bo in there, bro. And he... <laughs> I was there. Man. Were you there that day? Listen, there that day. bro, these kids are out here wild. That's all I'm saying. Yes, sir. I believe every word. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I believe every word, every man. Word. You know, uh, Stockton is fucking crazy. Um, it's a fucking wild city. But I also think that there's a lot of dope creatives coming from out there. Um, Sacramento as well. And I think it's dope that Northern California, like every city in Northern California has a star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see it's that now too. It's never been like that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every city has the, at least one mm-hmm. that's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a videographer, DJ, Shout out GB or whatever. Merced, you know every what I mean? city, Modesto yep. with fucking Young, young Higgs. Higgs. Every yep. city has at least one. Yep. And I mean, I. I don't know. I, I, I really pay attention to shit. I, I give gentrification a lot of credit as to why that is. Um, because if you look at, you know, the guys from the EBK guys, Jock's family's from Oakland. Yep. So they had to move, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I think that's why you get people who are popping in a Flint, Michigan or a Moreno Valley. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to understand how world politics impacts hip hop. Wow. You know? 
That's uh, a great way to put it. It's so, so yeah, true. People aren't just people aren't just going to Moreno Valley. No yeah. disrespect to Moreno Valley. Yeah. But it's like when you're from LA for real, and you get this place, where you gonna go? I'm gonna go where all the black folks is. You know, and so it's the same thing with Stockton, same thing with SAC. Um, but again, I think it's dope because that means there's more talent everywhere and there's more opportunity for a positive light to get shown on some of these cities that might not have always had a positive light, like a young Echo out of fucking, um, out of Fresno. Um, Sean F is doing his thing. Yeah, you know Sean, what I'm Sean F. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Hamad, who's super dope, uh, out of Fresno. So it's like- Man. I I know Fresno as like a gang infested, right, crazy city, right. But you have these young kids who are like, yeah, that's true. But we're also cooking up over here, getting up, mm-hmm. trying to get up out of this thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Starting legit businesses like Sean F. You know, and mm-hmm. so I think that's super dope. And like I said, every every city in California or a lot of cities in California have their have their guy or guys now, and I think that's a positive thing. Yep, yep, I agree. Yeah. I feel good. Dude. I told y'all you should come talk to me. I know. Yeah, I, I said, said that. It's long overdue. I said that. Right. You, I said that. You did. No, no shade. No shade. No, but it was good. just like I think. I think now is probably a better time than back then. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and then we're learning too. We're learning too. We're trying to figure out who we are as well because yeah. we're. I mean, strictly music media, but we like all the industries. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's yeah. blowing smoke. So we appreciate you for pulling Man, up. And nah, it was long jokes overdue. aside, bro, I, I really appreciate. Um, being here and I love what y'all are doing. I was gonna say the same thing. I want that on record. Rest for you. Like you've been fucking with us for over going on two years type shit. About maybe two years, every two damn near since yeah. the beginning of Blowing Smoke Podcast. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that is like we. I appreciate that. He appreciate that. We talk about you. Even you don't even know. Like we we peep you. We respect what you do, and appreciate we really you. appreciate everything that you give for us. Yet alone the industry. You know what I'm saying? Nice love. And please don't let this shit get watered down. Ever, Thank ever, you. ever. And just with y'all, man, you know, my thing, and I told her on the way over here, I was like, you know, me um, and, and how I view y'all, it wasn't no clout shit. It was like, I like the conversations that they're having with people. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Period. Yeah, like, I like did, the conversations that y'all have with people. I like the topics that y'all bring up. I like the the questions and just how y'all converse with people. Y'all aren't fucking clout chasing. Y'all aren't in the messy shit. Mm-hmm. You're not asking op-ass questions. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to fucking just get clickbait and get motherfuckers to say some shit that'll get them indicted. Not like I've never heard y'all do any of that fucking weird shit. Mm-hmm. And instead of shitting on the people that do that, I wanna salute the people that are not doing the right shit. Thank you. Right. you know what I'm saying? Thank so it might, be, it might be a longer road because you're not doing that mm-hmm. bullshit, right. but the real respects that. Right. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? Which is why it's like, why wouldn't I send artists over here? Because I don't, I'm not afraid mm-hmm. they're going to say something stupid or you're going to ask them something stupid. Yes. Nope. yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And as, no, a, as a behind the scenes person, that's super important. We'd be wanting to send our artists to the, the platforms that are popping, right. quote unquote, but if, this nigga's gonna indict himself <laughs> as a result. <laughs> Black, Black. Know yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's just like, you know, I remember I remember uh Cinematic asking if uh if if we should have Capolo on Vlad back in twenty nineteen. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Man. And Vlad from the Bay. But I'm like, Polo's really a street nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Vlad go and, ask and him he, some shit. And like, back, back then he would he would in his mindset, not to say he wasn't mature, but the immaturity Polo in Polo was a hot back exactly, then. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, with the truth, I'm going to take I'm on Vlad. I'm with Vlad. I'm with Vlad. In the interview with it on him. <laughs> no I'm with Vlad. Stop playing with me. About, and I ain't going to lie, yeah. we've had a couple of guests 
artists come up with the thing on them too. Hey, bruh, y'all can leave that shit at home if you go into the studio <laughs> blowing smoke, man. We but, good people you over forget, here. Russ, we, we in Stockton, but we got to make sure they're protected. <laughs> they, they, might be helping, they might be helping us out by bringing it. No cap. <laughs> for real, bro, bro. For real. That shit crazy. Hell yeah, bro. We appreciate you, bro. If y'all made it this far, make sure you go follow, like, comment, subscribe. Fuck yes. with blowing smoke, yes. man. Stop Please. playing with us. One last thing, Russ. If you have anything you want to let people know, right here, now's your chance. Um, or I'm only getting you. better. My team is only getting better. Um... If y'all if y'all been rocking with us this far, I appreciate you. If you're hating, I'm gonna I'm about to give you some more shit to hate on. <laughs> hey, that's I true. promise yeah. you. I'm a, look. Feel free to hate on me. Um, what else, man? He said I I'm mean, sending applications. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. If you want to be my main hater, <laughs> I got a position for you. Yeah, yeah. For six, sure. Six months into 2023. I mean, we what can we see for the, in the next six months? Um, more tours, bigger releases for lovers only. Um. More tweets going viral, yeah. pissing, pissing more people off. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, shaking the table, questioning the norms, mm -hmm. um, and carving out a lane for me and mine on the West Coast. Moving the needle, baby. Here we go. I'm playing. Y'all heard yeah. it. Yeah. Russell North phone five in this bitch, man. Yes, sir. On on, 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 a, on Instagram for sure. And I, on Twitter, Instagram, I'm saying. Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. So last thing, last thing. For anybody <laughs> that asks me for fucking advice, it's all on Twitter. <laughs> I give a lot of free game on Twitter. I give a lot of free information out on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Just fucking follow and scroll. If it's not there, I'm sorry. But in terms of free information, it's right there. It's right there. Yeah. I said free. <laughs> the free information is there. There you go. If you would like to pay for some information, then reach out for me. Yeah, reach yes, out to me. Yeah. If you're not down to pay for some information, <laughs> please. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I got bills. Just shout out Russ, man. Stop playing with him. Man, yeah, launches man. careers, y'all. Y'all need to get right or get lost. It's yeah. your boy JG. You already know it's Jay Jonah. Signing out with Russell North. And you already know we in the studio because it's blowing smoke. Yes, About to go blow that down right now. Right now. For sure. Hell yeah. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.